are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Thursday, August 19th, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at the draftnetwork.com. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car could ever need at rockauto.com. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And let them know we sent you. Welcome to this Thursday episode of the show. We are obviously into the weeds with joint practices With the Atlanta Falcons, we have some takeaways based on practice reports there. Uh, Obviously, we are keeping a watchful eye on the offensive line and development there. We have a Jalen Waddle highlight to get into. Uh, The evolving perspective of the Dolphins running back and offensive backfield. I think there's some interesting talking points to get into there as well. Exciting announcement. Joe Rose is going to be back on the show again tomorrow. We did the uh, kind of a pseudo State of the Union address with Joe Rose last week on Thursday. Had a great time talking ball with Joe. Have an opportunity to go on WQAM uh, probably about once a week. And Joe was like, hey, man, I had a great time. Let me know. So I took him up on it. Of course I did. I'd be an idiot not to take Joe Rose up on the opportunity to talk Dolphins football. So that'll be tomorrow's show. Going to have Joe back on, talk about some storylines going into Saturday's preseason contest against the Falcons. Uh, So let's start with those same Atlanta Falcons and uh, the Dolphins throughout the course of the day yesterday on Wednesday. A couple takeaways, a couple things they shared from practice. Let's start with Sam McGuavin was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list, which means either he has tested positive for COVID-19 or he has been in close contact, and contact tracing has flagged him for somebody who has. Iguavin is no shoe-in to make the roster. I do think he has had himself a pretty darn good camp thus far. Uh, From my opportunities to be around the team, he's played physical, he's played aggressive, he's played fast. This is, of course, his third year with the Dolphins, They brought him in from the CFL after being a standout CFL defender. And uh, I'm encouraged by what Sam McGuavin has shown. And of course, this is a more you can do league, right? So as you assess McGuavin and his experience and the roles in which he has taken on with the Dolphins, this is a guy who's played stack linebacker. This is a guy who's played as an NBA on the line of scrimmage. This is a guy who plays special teams. He's playing physical between the tackles. He is thudding with interior offensive linemen. I would like to think that this is just a bump in the road and not something that would preclude Aguavin from making the roster. And as things currently stand, of course, we're trying to do somewhat regular updates for the 53-man roster projection. I can hear some of you guys already. Kyle, it's an expanded roster. It's only expanded on game day. You still have to cut the 53. Iguavin, I think, is going to be safe, but he is on the bubble. So this is unfortunate timing for him. Uh, Of course, there will be some players who have the opportunity behind him to step into 
couple more reps to kind of showcase that they belong. They deserve to have that roster spot. I still ultimately think Iguavin gets it, but the duration that he's on the reserve COVID-19 list is going to tell us whether he is out for contact tracing or he is out because he himself has contracted the virus. I don't know if you guys had a chance to catch the clip of Waddle uh, from practice yesterday or not, but if you didn't, please go find it. Please, like, dead ass. I'm serious. Hit pause right now on the show. Go find it, and then come back, and we can resume after you watch the clip. The video of the rep that the Dolphins shared doesn't even do it justice. There's somebody who took a video from the stands who watched from more of a sideline view of Waddle, physical contact on his route stem, and him breaking off of that route and creating four yards of separation at the top of the route as he sticks his foot in the round and comes back towards the football and, and then proceeds to flick the right stick and juke a guy out of his jock. And so uh, just that affirmation that we need, right? That Waddle is not just a gimmick player. This is a very dynamic route runner and somebody who has very impressive ability to change directions and, and be proficient on his route breaks, even through contact. I know he wasn't necessarily always asked to do that at Alabama, and we get into uh, that whole debate of what a player is asked to do versus what they're physically capable of doing. Waddle is capable of being a lot more than what he was at Alabama. And, and I think, uh, I believe it was Cam Wolf, uh, the great Cam Wolf, who is now with NFL Network uh, and staying in South Florida, who said it himself uh, that the rapport between Tua Tonga and Jalen Waddle is really starting to shine through now that we're a couple of weeks into camp. Wolf's exact words from Miami Gardens today, connection with Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Waddle looks sweet out there. Chemistry starting to look reminiscent of Tuscaloosa. Waddle making several tough catches look routine today. You Love to see it. You absolutely love to see this rapport growing, and that is perhaps the silver lining with so many of the Dolphins receivers banged up right now. Uh, they were, I think, had half of their receivers available to them between Parker and Wilson and Fuller and Williams and Hearns. Like the list goes on, right? But like Waddle has been persistently getting reps, and I think this does set the table for Waddle to perhaps even exceed the expectations that we outlined a couple weeks ago when we went through some of the fantasy projections and kind of looked at, okay, where is where is the expectation on Jalen Waddle? Where is the expectation on Tua? And we went through the whole gambit. And, of course, we're going to revisit the running back situation here in just a moment. Uh, but this is trending very favorably for Jalen Waddle to have an even bigger role. But, you know, this coaching staff is pretty deliberate about not giving rookies and young guys too much too quick. But Waddle's kind of been forced into this situation with some of the attrition in the wide receiver room. And it has me kind of rethinking some of my late July thoughts about what this season was going to look like for Jalen Waddle. And that is, at the end of the day, this is a fluid process. Everybody is allowed to have an opinion, and everybody's opinion is allowed to change with more information. 
Don't be one of those people who gets too stubborn and stuck in your original thought process. This evaluation is evolving, just like it is with the offensive line and some of the problems with Austin Jackson. And, of course, there were conflicting reports because, of course, there were about how good Austin Jackson or how bad Austin Jackson was yesterday at practice. Like, let's take it with a grain of salt. Let's evaluate it. But I, I would rather understand the risk personally. I would rather understand the potential flags but not overreact. And I'm sure there will be some, as there always are, who stick their flag in the ground one way or the other, and they will be able to point to their opinion if that does materialize and say that they were right. But I would rather personally let some of that process just play itself out and not ride the roller coaster. It's really exhausting training camp in general, but to ride the roller coaster of the ups and downs of every day and be in and out and doomsday and the sky is falling and then pie in the sky, it's like, no thanks. That, that's not for me. And I will happily not be first on a lot of stuff, but eventually come around to it once the sample size is at a point where I personally feel comfortable kind of decreeing Austin Jackson's going to be a problem. As an example, and I'm not there yet, but I am fully aware that this is not trending in the right direction. And we've talked about big steps, medium steps, and small steps for player development. Austin Jackson looking like a marginal step at best right now, but we'll see how he looks against Atlanta. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Let's talk a little bit about this Dolphins running back room because I know there was a, a pretty big reaction over the weekend, especially from the fantasy community, that Malcolm Brown got a bunch of touches early on and Savon Ahmed looked really good. Miles Gaskin was surprisingly limited with his role. So I, I wanted to, again, in the spirit of things not being static, things are fluid, it's an opportunity to revisit some of your original thoughts. Look at the profile of each one of these backs right now and kind of get a grasp for adjusted expectations, if you will. And of course, again, the sample size is very small, but what we continue to see from Savan Ahmed uh, is very, very promising that this could be your early down explosive runner. And I know Travis Wingfield, who is phenomenal and used to host this show for a really long time, years and years and years now with the team, uh, specifically in a media-type role, uh, has been a big champion of Ahmed throughout the course of the summertime. And Ahmed, I think, has a gear that nobody else on the roster has right now from a running perspective. Uh, but he's not slight or he's not frail. 
He's capable of running physical. And if he continues to develop and grow in one key area, I think he could potentially challenge Miles Gaskin as the odds-on favorite from a skill set perspective to be the every down back or the guy that evolves into the feature back. And that's what he looks like on third down, which is what makes the reception that he had against Chicago so critical because it was a wheel route out of the backfield for a touchdown, a good adjustment on the ball, and then a good adjustment to make sure the ball slipped inside the pylon. Well, wouldn't you know, at Wednesday's practice, Tua dropped a ball that was reportedly between 40 and 45 yards downfield up the right sideline on a route out of the backfield to, drumroll please, Savan Ahmed. Something to watch. Now, when I watched Savan Ahmed last year, and I can't hold this against him too much because he was an undrafted free agent out of the University of Washington who got pressed into action late in the season, he was most underwhelming in pass protection. And if this Dolphins offense indeed materializes in the way in which we're anticipating that it will, in that they are engineered and built to pass in order to set up the run, you have to be able to account for a linebacker or a rusher in pass protection. You simply have to. You cannot be a liability and expect to be kept in the game if they're going to pass the ball 60, 63, 65% of the time. It's not realistic. And for Ahmed, it was mostly awareness and confidence in his reads and keys. But even when he was challenging rushers and defenders last year, there was not a lot of stoutness to his base, stiffness in his punch, and that's something that needs to be improved this year. But he's obviously showing a lot more life in the passing game, which is very promising. And that is the notable disadvantage that Ahmed had coming into this training camp versus both Miles Gaskin and Malcolm Brown, who, according to Pro Football Focus, were two of the most top 15 most proficient backs in pass protection last year. Gaskin, a little bit more of a threat as a pass catcher than Brown. Brown is a power style back but can be really sturdy and pass pro because he's so big and physical. Gaskin is the interesting kind of uh, exception. He's not big. He's not overly strong, uh, but he was willing, and he was sharp mentally as a year-two player after being a seventh-round pick by the Dolphins in 2019. So the more Ahmed can close that gap, the better I like his odds to eventually become the featured, not the featured player, but the primary ball carrier. Brian Flores has alluded a little bit to they're going to continue to work all three players, and it's going to be a committee thing and a week by week, and so on and so forth. And I'm sure to some degree it will. But if Malcolm Brown ends up giving you Jordan Howard-esque results, where he's literally just a sledgehammer. And I would hope this is not the case, but I also don't have enough confidence to say that it won't be the case. If that's the kind of player Malcolm Brown ends up being for you, then you are going to have to really lean into the versatility of the other two backs. Gaskin, I think more smooth. He's obviously got a year of extra experience. Then Ahmed, 
but I think Ahmed and his experience over the, the back six games or so of the 2020 season in which he was asked to be a player who took a significant role and he had some success, right? He broke off a number of chunk gains as a ball carrier. That's something to be mindful of. And I will say Ahmed is more physically dynamic as a runner, which is intriguing to me. And he looked good against Chicago. So my confidence level in Miles Gaskin is down. So if I'm, I'm talking about my expectations for Jalen Waddle, which I did earlier in the show, and what they were in late July versus what they are now, my expectations are higher for opportunity, even though he didn't catch a pass against Chicago. I could, frankly, not care less about that. In the backfield, my expectations for Gaskin are probably a little lower, and I'm not sure it has anything to do with what Gaskin did or did not get to do against Chicago or the opportunities he did or did not receive. But Savan Ahmed has had a nice camp, and that's hard to overlook. It's hard to ignore. And therefore, I want to continue to see over the course of the next two weeks what that looks like for Savan Ahmed, particularly in any third down instances and situations he is afforded courtesy of the Dolphins. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way for you to get in on all of your favorite sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and the NFL is back in action and you can track it all at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball and the NFL, plus UFC and more, before the next pitch or the next snap. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information available. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Final thoughts for the day today. Hold on. Let's sip of the old Forester here. It's good. It's very good. Something to watch throughout the course of the rest of this week, this weekend and beyond, is where the Dolphins choose to get Greg Little his snaps. If you have paid attention to the practice reports, uh, you will have seen that Greg Little on Wednesday was an active participant wearing number 75. Okay, all fine and dandy, offensive line number, so no surprises there. But he took snaps as the second team left tackle. Hmm. Interesting. Left tackle, you say. Is that going to be persistent? Is he going to get opportunities to play on the right side of the offensive line, or is he simply going to be a left tackle for the Dolphins? And if he is, perhaps this can serve as the player that we called a little earlier in the week for Liam Eikenberg to be, as somebody to potentially light a fire under the butt of Austin Jackson. If Greg Little is going to take snaps at left tackle only, 
I'm very intrigued to see what Austin Jackson's reaction is, his response in practice and in game situations is, and I'm also interested to see how assertive the Dolphins are. Are they going to let this be a competition? Is this strictly depth? Where do we go from here? Well, small sample size, first day after getting traded, so nothing to read into yet. But I kind of just want to put it on everybody's radar that it's on my radar. It matters to me where Greg Little gets opportunities and how big of opportunities he gets. They got him for pennies on the dollar. Carolina coach Matt Rule said ultimately at the end of the day, might be somebody who benefits from a change of scenery. Would certainly love to see him benefit from a change of scenery because it means Miami is the beneficiary. And I'll say this for Greg Little. He has a long way to go to become a quality offensive tackle in the NFL. But if the Dolphins get him anywhere close to that level, they stole him. Because you will not get a player physically capable of being better than Greg Little in the seventh round of any NFL draft. Point bank, period. No questions asked as far as I'm concerned. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what opportunities Greg Little gets. This is something I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on in addition to the practice reports from another set of joint practices today. Obviously, there was a lot of action. Xavier Howard had some good battles with Calvin Ridley. Eric Rowe was bettered on a number of occasions by Kyle Pitts. No shame in that, but at the end of practice, Rowe apparently had a very good challenge deep down the field. Tua Tagovailoa reportedly looks sharp. Adam Shaheen is is catching red zone passes left and right. Jalen Waddle making very difficult catches look routine, and there's no better barometer for a great football player than somebody who makes the hard things look easy. You love to see it, and I love to see each and every one of you listening to this show consuming some content about your favorite team, the Miami Dolphins, and I cannot thank you enough for including me as a part of your day. Tomorrow, Joe Rose. There may or may not be a bonus episode this week. Gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. I'm not going to tell you whether or not it's happening, but I am going to tease there's a pretty darn good chance that it's going to happen. So look alive. Head on a swivel. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening. Hope you guys have a great Thursday. And I'll talk to you with you all again tomorrow alongside Joe Rose.